The time is now. What is the secret to success? Movement. People look at you strange saying you change, like you work that hard to stay the same. Like you're doing all this for a reason. Hard work. Yeah. Works. I want to welcome you to the latest Trainers Talk. This is Donovan. Um, I'm very excited for this conversation with uh, one of Napa Valley's most successful politicians, um, Chris Canning, uh, sat down with me for his last official interview as the mayor. And he's been the mayor for uh, 10 years and, and city council for two, so 12 total years of service. And uh, he's been my longest running client. And we kind of, he, you know, he knows he's on his way out the door by his choice. And uh, we talk about what's his next steps and, and you know, what things has made him successful, what things that, um, you know, it's, that drives him and what drives people like him. So it was a great conversation to sit down with him. So enjoy this conversation that I have with Mr. Mayor, Chris Canning. Hello, boys and girls. I wanna welcome you to the latest Trainers Talk. Um, I have a great guest, a guest that's returned. We round can only- two or round, round two? We'll round two, round okay. two, 2.5. Um, <laughs> So I'm looking forward to this discussion with, we can only say this a little bit longer, Mr. Mayor, Christopher Canning. How 19 more days, I think. 19 more days. So when this comes out, it might, it might be over. It's probably going to come out next week. So welcome, Chris. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for sitting Thanks down. Thanks for having me back, I should say. Exactly. And thanks for sitting down with me. I think... Uh, as we have helicopters flying over. I swear they're not looking for me. <laughs> what did you do, Chris? Mm. Um, so one of the reasons I wanted to sit down with you, like kind of in this last period of when you're, you're wrapping up being mayor, and you've been mayor for how long? 10 years. 10 years, and then you were in city council for a couple of years. For two years prior to that, so prior a total that. of 12 years. So 12 years you've been uh, you know, serving in a political role, the city of Calistoga. Um, Happily. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that too. Uh, so one of the things that was interesting, I randomly, I, I met uh, a, a person who has lived in a neighboring town. Okay. Okay, I'm not going to say where. Uh, Might for, be south of here, but we'll go ahead. Yeah, and, and they've been in that town for over 30 years. And they, every Sunday, they come over and do a hike at Mount St. Helena. And uh, I just happened to randomly meet this person through another, another client. And they were saying, you know, asking me about, you know, what I do and asking, and I was telling them about our gym and, and the things that we've done with, in Calistoga. And he's like, it's amazing the progress Calistoga has had in the last 15, 20 years. He's like, I feel our, our town is just shuffling in place, but it's, because he was asking what things were getting built. He was like, I noticed this when I was driving through last week. So when you look back over the last 12 years that you've been in a role, uh, in this political role, what are the things that you're most proud of? 
So the progress, first off, that this person recognized or realized in Calistoga is in a controlled and responsible manner while maintaining our character and charm as the community of Calistoga is probably what they meant to say. So with that aside, um, what am I most proud of? Um, I'll say that there's one thing I'm most proud of that's not sexy. Yes. And then others that are. The unsexy thing, if you will, um, is the fact that we have achieved financial stability. Um, when I first started on the council and then also as mayor, we were bo literally bordering on being insolvent wow. as a community. Um, you know, a series of decisions that were made in years previous that culminated in having about $17,000 in the bank. Wow. Um, I can leave now knowing that it is in a, that we are leaving, we as a team are leaving it in a better place than it was, significantly better place than it was when I found it. Yeah. And while, you know, I, I call the, the financial stability unsexy, but without financial stability, you can't do everything else you need to do to, you know, improve the roads and the sidewalks and water and sewer, but more importantly, improve services to the community, community facilities, community um, offerings, park and recreation free, community pool, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, kind of the unsexy thing I'm most proud of. Yeah. Um, and then after that, it's just, I think that we have developed, I know we have developed a better attitude and perception of ourselves. Mm, yeah. I think when I first started, we were kind of this aw shucks, we're just this tiny little community at the top of the valley and we're not like XYZ community or you know ABC community. Um, and we have wrestled with, worked through, and now own our identity and own the fact that this is an amazing place to live and grow up and raise a family and work. It's also an amazing place to visit. And there isn't a community anywhere that is better at what they have to offer than here in Calistoga. And that's beyond Napa County as a whole. And we need to continue to be proud of that and own that. Um, and you know, for those of us that live here, we're fortunate to have that. Yeah. Uh, for those that come here to visit, we're happy to have them and learn from their experiences and you know, if they want to leave their money behind to improve the quality of life for the rest of us, that's okay too. Yeah, definitely. We always, is, is built off visitors. So it's, 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 it's a great kind of tradition to be able to share the beauty and what things Calistoga is. Absolutely. So when you started uh, in city council and even, you know, over that first two years as you were, you know, ramping up to become mayor, what, what skills did you have uh, when you walked in the door that you found that were going to be beneficial? So my background, what, what brought me to Calistoga was I used to work for Nestle, yeah. you know, big global company, yeah. you know, Fortune 500, uh, at that time, the biggest food company on the planet, et cetera. Um, and they ended up working for them for a total of 16 years. And I came in with some experiences and learnings and skills, if you will, um, that I thought might be helpful. Um, and I, I'll say that I, I arrived with an attitude of I'm, a, I'm coming from a corporation, a very well-known, large, respected corporation. I'm gonna, just going to take the corporate mentality and apply it to running a city because it's a business and everything will be fine. Yeah. Um, certainly there are differences to that. There are some fundamentals that work yeah. the same. Um, but I think most importantly what I came in with was a bit of a financial experience. Yep. You know, how does a PL work? How does math work? Um, 
which wasn't always the case here. Um, and just the collaboration practices, negotiation practices, uh-huh. um, you know, interactive, interpersonal skills that I learned along the way, yeah. both from you know working with my previous company, but also in how I grew up. And those proved to be and continue to be, as they've been refined, um, invaluable to in the role as a mayor of a small community. Yeah. So, you know, obviously within there's been a lot of businessmen who have tried to go into politics. There's been a lot of politicians who's tried to do business. But when you go into uh, when you're transforming from a business world into a political world, what skills did you not quite have that you realized you had to develop or what things that you have to kind of like turn the shades up or down based off, you know, the, you know, the inner workings of being in more of a political atmosphere. So when you're running a business, whether it be your own small business or you're working for a corporation, if there are people you encounter that aren't aligned necessarily with you in that environment, you can either move them on, transfer them or fire them. When you are an elected official in the community, um, you can't fire, nor should you, fire your constituents. Yes. So what I realized I needed to um, focus more on was on the interpersonal skills and the compromise element of what I used to do yeah. um, and carry that over. Um, and some of that comes out to good old-fashioned sales and marketing where you're, you have an idea or a concept in the community, you need to sell that to, and not in a you know, sleazy, slimy sales concept, yeah. uh, um, but in a, hey, this is why this will be better for all of us, seeking input from others, um, listening is a huge one. Yeah. Um, you know, in a corporation, sometimes you don't necessarily need to do that, yeah. um, but because it was, or is, still is Nestle, a, a consumer products company at its core, you certainly need to listen to your customers or your consumers um, and then here as an elected official, you know, our customers, the people we serve, um, are our, our constituents, whether those be residents or businesses. Um, so it was having to refine more of the interpersonal skills. Yeah. So is there, do you have a story of, of a lesson that kind of came from realizing that, you know, you had to, to work that type of skill? You know, is there like a I mean, I, I can imagine over 10 years, there's been times where you realize this is going to be a harder rock to move. There have been several, yes. uh, but I, I'll say that upon my arrival on the council, and then certainly, definitely during the election year, uh, when I first ran for mayor, um, it was the resorts projects. Yeah. Um, the Calistoga Hills project, and then the, at the time it was called the Silver Rose project, now known as the 400, mm-hmm. sometimes referred to as the Four Seasons. Yeah. Um, just based on simple mathematics, fundamentals, and economics, it was clear that if there was ever going to be financial stability, we had to have at least one, if not both of those projects come to fruition yep. um, from a long, long-term financial stability standpoint and what's best for the community. Um, the hard part of that, so that's the simple part, is yeah. math is math. Yeah. Um, the hard part was helping the community you know, a, a good, certainly a good portion 
of the community and a referendum later proved this that a good portion of the community understood that but there was also a significant number of folks who weren't comfortable with that mm -hmm. so what at that time i felt was an obvious choice or obvious path to take um when you're encountered with a, a, a a percentage of the population that didn't see that as obvious or were uh, contrary or counter to that, that was kind of an awakening of, oh, wait a minute, this isn't going to be as easy uh, as you think. And it comes down back to emotion versus being matter of fact. Yeah. You know, A plus B equals C. That's not always the case when it's emotional. Yeah. And a lot of the decisions we make, especially in a community like Calistoga, people's opinions or feelings are certainly emotionally driven yes which tends to be less the case when you're in a a pure business function yeah i mean i think i think the one thing that i've seen either through you and also through clients that i've worked with who live locally is there's a little bit of a wedding feel to how people can you know interact with politics and what i mean by that is that you can take somebody who's very sound at business, what are, whatever thing they do, whatever job, they could be a teacher, they could be somebody who's retired, who's, who's had a very logical math-based job, but then when they get into a scenario that involves their home, and you understand that, mm -hmm. that emotion strips away some of the logic, and you get the scenarios of the... Uh, the Bridezillas and the, the scenarios where things can kind of go off sideways. But kind of thinking about the things you were just talking about, one of the things that seems like you, did you have this or did, did they have to turn up a notch was patience. Um, I will say that as we sit here today, I'm a far more patient person than I was when I started in this role. Um, you know, I grew up in a family um, where it was very important that you listen to those around you, you experience other people, you know, mom's phrases, everyone has a story, get to know it, Yeah. Um, which requires in some cases patience. Um, I would certainly say that um, there were moments in time where I wanted to drive my head into a wall yeah. because what I thought was obvious yeah. for me wasn't necessarily obvious to someone else and vice versa and and taking that step back to give time for discussion to happen to give time to listen to how someone else feels yeah um, you know a, a phrase I use often now is um, as strongly as you feel about a, a matter or a position you need to appreciate and understand that someone else on the other side of that issue feels just as passionately and strongly and you have to allow for that dialogue to happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not fun. <laughs> it's it's not fun but it's necessary and unfortunately in today's, you know, so we sit here in 2022. Yeah. Um there's far less of that happening in the world than there should be. Yeah. And I think that's where we are and and certainly that was that's been the case nationally and we're starting to see it locally now which yeah. is unfortunate yeah and i mean I, I i you know every job that that we do in any career kind of thing there is the highlights and there's the lowlights mm -hmm. of like you know and um that you know do you feel like if you didn't have as much of that part of it 
the cynicism of, you know, you know, not being able to talk logically with the constituents. Do you think that is a piece of why you're ready to not be marrying again? Um, I'll start by saying that the vast majority of my experiences yeah. uh, in all my time serving this community have been excellent, outstanding. Yep. People, yep. the vast majority of people are great. And they just want to raise their family and live their lives and work and play and live here, um, you know, unobstructed. Yeah. Um, what tends to happen with anything is that the outliers, yeah. the negative interactions, um, tend to consume more of the energy. Yeah. And that's what you, that's what quickly comes to mind at times. Yes. Um, there are, you know, one of the more surprising things for me in this role has been the number of conversations I've been engaged with that, in my opinion, lacked logic and reason. Yep. Um, I'm happy all day long to have conversations, discussions, debates, whatever word you want to use with people, as long as there's a willingness on both sides to hear the other person, to hear the other position, and then seek compromise. Yep. Um, and certainly the majority of my interactions have been that. It's just that and more so lately, yeah. uh, there's been less of that. Yeah. Um, certainly not going to say that's the was a primary factor in my departure yeah. or choosing not to run again. Yeah. Um, but there's a little bit of a contributing factor to that. Yeah. Um, and, and I think also, too, I think you have, and, you know, I'm biased. Uh, I, feel I like hope, so. You, hope so to the favorable. <laughs> I, I'm biased, but I, I feel like, you know, there, there's stages like in any, any stage of life, there, there's seasons that you go through. And I think you've gone through the season and I think you've kind of mastered the season of being the mayor of Calistoga. For that period of time. Yeah. I, I will say there are skill sets <clears throat> that I had and have that were beneficial during that period of time in our evolution as a community. And I think our next phase that we're entering into, now that we're stable, yeah. um, will be better served by someone who has a different set of skills. Yeah. Um, you can't be... A community like a person or a family evolves. Yes. If you allow it to. If you don't allow it to, mm. then it dies. Yeah. Um, so I, I can walk away very confidently that it is that we are in a better position today than we were when I started, and that's a team effort, not just yeah. me by any yeah. stretch. Um, but I also know that it's time for someone else, um, a different person, a different team, to kind of step up and make, you know, what the next transition is. Yeah. And. Um, it was a very difficult decision to make. Yeah. Um, but I, once the decision was made and once it was, the words were said out loud. Yes. Um, not a single regret about that. Cool. And, yeah. and the community, I mean, it's an amazing place um, full of very uh, caring, considerate, compassionate people that will, you know, make the decisions. I, I can't say that, well, that they're going to be the right or wrong decisions, but they're going to make the decisions mm -hmm. based on the people they have to work with and the circumstances under which they have to work. But again, the, for me, you know, the biggest walk away is, okay, we're stable. We're, you know, we've got some room, yep. uh, some breathing room, if you will. Um, and now it's time for the next series of decisions to be made to continue to, for the community to evolve. And yep. as long as people are open to that, 
um, nothing but great things will continue to happen in Calistoga. Cool. Let's pivot a little bit. So, um, one of the things that uh, has happened for me in in my role of working with clients and building relationships, like like yourself, that's more than just a client relationship or friend relationship, is that I want to see my clients succeed at the highest level that they feel works for them and, and within their goals, and oftentimes that. Uh, means that if I see that there's a set of skills that one client has and another client needs, I might make suggestions to, for conversations and and I go through the, the path of checking with the client before you know dialing out information. But recently, um, you were nice enough to sit down with a client that we both know, mm-hmm. and and this client is interested in hiring somebody. Who has, who can see things at thirty thousand feet? Who can kind of be in an executive type of role? And I suggested to this person that you know they need to talk to somebody who, who has the skills and who sometimes might look for this type of role. And and so, what are the things that you're looking for in your future, knowing with the skills that you've built over the last? 15 years. What do I want to be when I grow up? Yeah. Exactly. I never want to grow up. Yeah, exactly. Um, I have always viewed my life as, as kind of a, this evolutionary process. Yeah. And, you know, what I'm doing today, I never would have imagined 15, 20 years ago I'd be doing or where I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine where I'm going to be 15 years from now. Totally. Uh, whether it be where I'm living or what I'm doing or how I'm you know, passing my time. Um, every experience you have is an opportunity for you to use those experiences to inform decisions you make going forward. So decisions I make today, big or small, are literally based upon the experiences I've had from my past. Totally. And, and that you know, being an elected official in a community like this, going through some of the challenges we've had, you know, while financial, potential financial ruin, wildfires, evacuations, COVID, staffing, et cetera, you know, while those were, you know, individually were miserable experiences, yeah. and then you put a whole bunch of them together, uh, a multitude of miserable experiences, you know, having survived all of those in, in, learnings along the way, things you did well, things you would have done differently, mm. um, you use that to kind of inform your, your, your future. And, you know, and keying on a, a point you were just making, I have always had the attitude that I am by far, or far from, I should say, the sharpest tool in the shed. Yeah. But I've always been able to work to surround myself with smarter people or yep. smart people yep. or subject matter experts. You know, we can't all know everything about every topic now we all know people who think they do and i know it's quite a burden in life to bear to be the smartest person in every room that you walk into but um, i certainly don't have that but being able and having the confidence and the self-awareness to know when you need to or should seek out that expertise elsewhere yeah uh, is important and certainly something i've relied on throughout any career I've done and will continue to do so. And with that said, is also why I'm more than happy, based upon my experiences and learnings, 
to share that with others. Yeah. Um, there's no sense in you bumping your head on that branch if I've already done so. Yeah. Why not warn you about that branch? Exactly. Um, unless I don't like you, and that's not the case. So. <laughs> so what? What is? What is there? Is there a field? Is there a industry that you are potentially interested in in the future and kind of participating in? So. My daytime job currently, although I spend a lot of my time in the role as mayor by yeah. choice, because I think it's what we needed and need to a certain extent now. Um, but my daytime job is I do consulting based on the beverage industry. You know, yeah. I've been fortunate. I've been involved in nonprofits. I've been involved in for-profit companies in the private sector and the public sector. Um, moving forward, it's a little bit of a, I'm going to take a breath. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got I'm fortunate because of the experiences of I've had and organizations in which I've worked and some that I've started that I've learned a few things along the way. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the old fallback is I'm going to be a consultant for yeah. a little while, uh, yeah. which I've been doing for uh, a bit now. Um, I would love to, you know, all things being equal, I'd love to still be involved in the public sector in some form or fashion. And yeah. I think going forward after a little bit of a break, I will certainly be back involved um, in something that benefits or involves the public sector. Okay. Or benefits to the public. Yeah. Unless I hit the huge lottery and then I'm just going to retire and yeah. wander the world and share my wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> what, I mean, I, I mean, there's, there's um, one of the things I kind of want to break down is like even kind of coming back to that skill set of somebody who has... Because you you're interested in taking taking a little bit of a breath, kind of pulling back, being able mm -hmm. to travel a little bit, um, as which is well deserved. Because I think most people don't know, like when the fires happen, you stay here. Mm -hmm. You know, you stayed here when stay here with a team of people, a team Correct, of people, yeah. and things like that. And so, uh, I, I think you know, not having that responsibility of being mayor, you now have a little bit more freedom to to live your life in in a way that you choose. But um, if you almost take outside of like where your particular future is, somebody with your skills, what is, what is, and coming back to the client that you talked to, mm -hmm. uh, that we're talking about, what are the things that you suggested to that person that, you know, when you're looking for somebody who has experience and mm -hmm. what is important to you, you know, or to somebody like, like you who's had that experience, you know, money, freedom, the challenge, what are the things that you, you think kind of stand out to most of that? So what are like my opportunity filters? Like what I, as yeah, I look like, forward? Like if somebody approached you and say, hey, I have this opportunity mm -hmm. and what are the things they need to say or what are the things that they would put on the table that you'd be like, that is, that's interesting. Yeah. So I'll, I'll preface this by saying I'm fortunate to be in a position where I have a little bit of flexibility to be selective. Yes. Um, you know, if, if I had kids to feed, you know, I wouldn't have that same flexibility. Um, I've been able to save a little bit of money so I can have some of this flexibility, but in, in which, which gives me the opportunity to be selective, use yeah. the word again. Um, but kind of what my filters are and what I think in, in making decisions on what I do next, yeah. um, first and foremost is, is the subject matter interesting to me? Mm. Um, is there a benefit to others by me doing that work? Um, the second thing is certainly the people I work with. Yeah. Um, 
I have put in a great deal more emphasis on the people that I would be working with. Yeah. Um, you know, what's their character? Um, is there integrity? Is there honesty in those folks? Um, I have zero interest. And again, I'm fortunate to have the flexibility not to have to work with people that I don't like. Yeah. Um, I know not everybody has that. Um, and then for me, it's also where I work. Yeah. Um, do I have the ability to make an impact on that business or that organization? Uh, I'm not interested in being somewhere where I'm punching a clock and just kind of showing up. Yeah. Um, I want to be able to have uh, the opportunity to impact that organization, hopefully for the better. Um, flexibility is very important to me. Yeah. Um, autonomy. Um, if you're going to bring me in to work in a group or with a group or with an organization, um, there has to be some flexibility. I do not do well, and I know this, and mm -hmm. I state it up front, I do not do well in an environment where I'm micromanaged. Yeah. Um, I do not do well in an environment where I have to be extremely detail-oriented. Totally. Um, you know, I need team members to help support that. Um, so I, I'm able to kind of seek that out. And what I say to people who are looking for people for a particular role or a position like your, your particular client, one of the first things I ask them is, are you in a position to let go and to allow someone else to come in and give them a certain level of autonomy to make decisions and move the organization? Um, you know, it might not be exactly in the direction you want to go, you know, without losing what your core values are. Um, so those are the, the, the filters I use in, in deciding whether there's an opportunity to pursue or not. And, and again, very fortunate. I have been offered opportunities in the past that I've turned down because, you know, it doesn't fit the, do I like the person? Do yeah. I believe in their values, um, their integrity? Um, or, you know, is it in an environment in which I'm not going to thrive or I'm not going to be allowed to... Uh, apply the skill sets that I have yeah. to, to help them at the end of the day. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think, I think that's, that's what experience brings and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and that makes, a, makes a lot of sense. Um, do you have, uh, well, actually I do want to ask one more thing. So I think some, some people, what can you say you, what you're looking forward to for next year? Like the first, six months or so when you're you're not you're you're potentially traveling i'll let you talk about that um what are you what are you looking forward to the first thing i'm looking forward to is rest yeah um i and it's going to be difficult for me because i'm very high energy i'm very yeah. let's get out there you know i i it's been joked uh my partner jokes that i'm kind of like a vampire i thrive i thrive off the energy of other people yeah I love being around other people and kind of learning about them and feeling that energy and kind of growing off of that. Um, with that said, um, you know, I, have, I chose to be from day one as the mayor to be very involved, very engaged, um, and, you know, made it kind of a mantra to do as much as I can, as often as I can to improve people's situation, either as individuals or groups or neighborhoods or the community as a whole. Um, as such, I have been available all day, every day. Um, I think it's going to be nice to be able to 
put that phone aside. Yeah. I'm um, no regrets that I have been available because yeah. I think that's what you should be as an elected. Yeah. Um, and literally enjoy the silence. Yeah. Um, also, I'm looking forward to traveling uh, with my partner Van and just being somewhere where I'm not familiar with other people and other people aren't familiar with me. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to cut you off for a second. Please. What is uh, what do you envision a typical day will look like in about uh, in 2023? So we'll start January 2023. Yeah. The first thing I'll do when I wake up every morning is work out. <laughs> now, are you who are you going to be working out with? Are we? We're going to have to figure this out. Uh, yeah. You know, you're going to have to give me some routines, etc. Yeah. Geography is going to be a problem. Yeah. But technology makes that all go away. Um, I'm going to take more time to do things that I don't allow myself time for now. Mm -hmm. And that's certainly more time for health and wellness. Yeah. Um, reading. Yeah. Um, or listening to books on tape. Um, and literally just stepping back and taking a breath and thoughtfully planning out what I want to do next. Um, uh, I'm intentionally, and I, I'm flattered because I've been asked by a few different organizations if I'd be willing to, you know, join their boards or their commissions, um, you know, to capitalize on the experiences I've had. Um, and I've, I've chosen at this point not to do anything or commit to any group um, for a little bit of time just to allow some of that distance. Yeah. Um, I'm intentionally choosing to, uh, as much as I love Calistoga, we're, we're going to leave Calistoga for a period of time yeah. um, because I think, you know, for as engaged and involved as I've been for as long as I have, you know, 10 years is a long term in this city as a mayor. Um, I think it's only fair to whoever comes next um, to offer that stage to them alone. Um, I think there would be too much temptation for others to want to try to get to me to influence the new people and the new roles. Um, and also, you know, I don't have a small personality and yeah. I don't have a small mouth. Um, and I would like to eliminate my temptation to react to things that will be, and in some cases should happen a little differently than how they've occurred or how I've done them when mm -hmm. I was the mayor. Yeah. Um, so I think separating is giving some distance both in geography and interactions um, will be beneficial. Yeah, totally. So. Well, um, I, I don't think I have much more. Do you have any questions for me at all? Um, what are we going to do? How are we going to continue to work? So wait, who's the longest client you've ever had in your entire very young life, I might add? Yes. So you have uh, taken the cake. Uh, and and so, you know, we're we're... We've over we're over fifteen years. We have worked together. Wow, what what does that mean? Like, if it was an anniversary, what is it? Is well, that like know. wood or paper? Well, or what's fifteen years? We're finding out live right here. <laughs> it's not live to everybody else, but I, I don't know if you're you're breaking up with me or you know people always always. It's make not it, you. It's me. It's not you. It's me. It's not a breakup. It's a pause. You know, and and your your awesome partner uh, Van is a. Is a trainer and a, a coach himself, uh, Second Half Fitness, correct? Yep, secondhalffitness.com. Yes, so check that out. And I, I think I'm gonna, I wanna get him on this, this, uh, in this seat also. But um, yeah, what, what, uh, 
you know, what, what do you think? How, how, we're going to, we'll get offline. We'll work on that. We'll get offline <laughs> and we're going to talk this through and, and maybe I'll have a update in, in a couple of weeks. Uh, thank you again for coming. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It was good to have the conversation. And it's certainly been um, a pleasure and an honor working with you. Yeah. Um, and it's absolutely been a pleasure and an honor and a privilege to serve this community as long as I had. And you actually have known me so long. You knew me before I was the mayor. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and and um, what might not be known is your trainer is almost also like your therapist. Um, but you have this cone of silence. Um, so... He, in addition to keeping me alive and hopefully looking good, um, he's, you've certainly served and helped me kind of balance and, and, and relax at times. And you're a great listener and also a great contributor of ideas. Oh, I, I appreciate All that. sworn to secrecy, by the way, yeah. under the penalty of law. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So thank you guys for joining. Uh, thanks. I want to thank Chris for joining us and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye guys. Thank you.